0: up beautiful people it is andy christopher here aka the dilf bringing you our latest rendition of the dilf show remember the dilf is the dad i listen to frequently so every week we're just diving a bit further into what it's like to be a dad to be a parent a modern parent and i'm just kind of shooting the shit in regards to what i'm feeling in that particular week trying to recount um the good and the bad, and just trying to help you feel like you're not alone out there. That's really what it's all about. And this week's going to be down and dirty. We'll, um, we'll protect your time and we'll keep things quick. But I do want to talk about kind of a, I don't know if it's controversial necessarily, but it seems like something that is, I don't know, debated, so to speak, but we're going to talk about redirections. And when you have kids and toddlers and, you know, young children who are acting out and acting up because as of now, so Alina's perfect. She, well, there's no such thing as perfect. She is utterly wonderful. She just is voicing her opinion and, you know, she's coming up on two months and she just sleeps and poops and eats. And we kind of forgot about this honeymoon phase. It's definitely something I forgot about being an early parent is that there is that early on phase of just ah, like we, we get into a groove and we get it. We know what our kid's going to do and they're just sleeping and they just eat. And it's great. Being a parent is so easy. We know that the other side of the coin is coming. We're realists and we're ready for that as best as we possibly can be. But Arlo, we've taken some trips. He's been acting up, acting out. His sleep's been off. His routine has been thrown for a loop. He's just kind of all over the map these days. And now he's really asserting himself in terms of digging his heels in when it comes to sleep time routine, when it comes to taking a bath, when it comes to really doing the things he knows are coming, but he doesn't really want to do, right? So we're we're having these experiences daily where he's, you know, he just kind of acts out and one of the things that we've read about and, you know, how to kind of handle aggressive behavior is figuring out what you and your significant other just do not tolerate. And we've noticed that especially at his daycare, some some kids are in line probably because their parents are really strict. Some kids act out probably because their parents are doing other things and not paying attention to these little details. And everyone has their own speed. So remember, this is just coming from my perspective. I don't really know shit about this. I'm still just figuring it out every single day, every single hour, but when it comes to redirections, I was I was reading a little bit about how different parents feel differently about these. And one side of it is you want to redirect your child from things that are unsafe and things that aren't in line with cultural norms, societal norms, whatever it might be. And that's a good thing. The flip side of it is that redirections are bad because you're quickly eliminating an opportunity to learn from an action and just replacing it with something that is comfortable or familiar or something that is more acceptable, quote unquote, within a a given set of guidelines. And so, you know, it's difficult to, it's difficult to really put a, you know, put a, on either side, like who's right, who's wrong. It doesn't really matter. I think You know, we spoke about moral compass in in an earlier episode. And as long as your child is being given a foundation and an understanding for what right and wrong are, I think that you're doing 90% of the hard work there, but coming up with your behaviors that you, that you will not tolerate, right? So we're at a restaurant or something and toddler is, you know, Arlo's not, I don't know, just sitting there eating. He's just not compliant with what you'd expect. I don't care about that. I'd rather him be out and explore. I'd rather him be expressive when, you know, he'd want to be doing something else. I don't want him to ruin other people's days, so to speak. But I'm not just going to sit there and shush him and put a screen in front of him just because it's an uncomfortable situation. He likes to move around. He doesn't like to be in one place for a long time and he likes to be mobile and he likes to explore. I don't want to squash that creative and curious spirit, right? And you know, we we find different ways to to mediate that by trading off who's sitting at the table, by allowing him certain, you know, things to eat um to keep him at the table but still keep him engaged and and interactive. Um but one of our non-negotiables that's come up has been we will not let him hit other people or us throwing hard things at people. That is, that's where we draw a hard line. And I, I, I'm learning quickly that the art of the redirection in those moments is not so much about telling them no, just a, like a hard and fast no, or something along those lines, but rather creating an atmosphere of empathy and explaining why their behavior is unacceptable in this particular situation and it's interesting because the waters are muddied so frequently i don't think all of us realize this but you know let's say we're goofing around and he throws a stuffed animal at us and that's funny and that's okay but then when he throws a a golf ball at us. That's not okay. Can you see how confusing that might be for a two to three-year-old who's just learning the ropes and doesn't understand that yet? That is supremely confusing. And so I heard something that was so wonderful. Don't tell them what they can't do. Tell them and explain to them what they can do. So it's not just, no, don't throw that. It's, Arlo, I understood that you you felt the need to throw that at me, but maybe we can throw this instead, or maybe we can play this game where we're throwing the ball, the Velcro ball that sticks to the wall. How does that sound? See, there's an art and there's a difference rather than just squashing their, their, their fun and their curiosity. And it is so difficult. But now, you know, where I thought redirections were something that were so wonderful, wonderful, after reading this piece about why they can be harmful and how to use those moments and execute them as teachable moments and explain to them what they can do in that moment, man, that was a mind blower for me. And I, I loved looking at it from that perspective and don't get me wrong. Everything we've spoken about, about patience, about being frustrated and how to express that properly even when you might be at the end of your rope for the day for the moment whatever it is it's not easy to just stay you know empathetic in those moments without losing your cool sometimes and a perfect example is as part of his bedtime routine arlo will now he'll get up as i'm going to close the door and he'll say that he's closing the door but then when we get to the door he will find every excuse to not close that door he will look outside he'll see a light on in the other room he'll be like what's that he'll ask me to close the or to open or close the other door that's across the hall then he'll follow me out the hall mastermind of the stall techniques mastering how to eke out every extra minute of not falling asleep or not having lights off or whatever it might be But this one, this particular one where he doesn't close the door drives me up the wall. Absolutely fucking bonkers in terms of, I know what he's doing and I I don't want to raise my voice. I'm trying to explain to him how we can do this tomorrow and we can play this little game tomorrow or, you know, trying to, trying to entice him well can you show me how you close the door at school or with your friends trying to find every way to stay positive about the situation but all i can think of is every minute's passing and it's preventing me from my sleep routine it's preventing me from a workout it's preventing me from being with julia and alina it's preventing me from all these things and so in those moments i do my best to take that deep breath And just find my own calm, even though it's my skin is crawling, even just thinking about it. And he's, he's pushing his boundaries. He's testing those limits in terms of how much can I push dad until, you know, he finally breaks. And, um, you know, to be perfectly transparent and honest, there've been times that I haven't handled it well. There've been times that I've raised my voice a little too high. There've been times that I acted out of character there have been times that i probably scared him a little bit and that's that's not okay long term that's not okay repetitively i'm still learning to i'm still trying to find what my own hot buttons are and how he's going to press them and the more i learn what they are the more i learn how to finesse and avoid getting myself into those situations but ultimately i'm the one that put myself there right so the the, the redirection discussion is is a cool one because I think bringing this up with your with your partner and bringing this up in social circles can really alert you to how different parents are handling different situations. But now I'm realizing I got to let him feel his feelings. I don't want to just be, you know, hop up, hawk over him, telling him, don't do this. Don't do that. You can't do this. This is unsafe, blah, 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 blah. And then he's not Learning from his mistakes, he's he's not jumping off the couch. He's not exploring his boundaries. He's not. They're here to push us. I don't think we all realize that we want them to be in this little tight box in this package. And oh, they're so perfect. They're so this. They're so that. Kids are designed to push our boundaries because they remind us of our own insecurities or our own quirks and idiosyncrasies that bug us, and they. They attack those indiscriminately. They don't care, right? They're they're not reading the room. They're just reading you, and they're like, oh, all of a sudden that that bed that bedlight's still on. I'm I'm still in the game here. He's reading another book to me. Maybe maybe I see if I can get another one out of him, right? They're sneaky little devils, and so they're here to push us. I think I continue to learn so much about myself from him from Arlo and Alina, that it's a it's a daily evolution for me. And I love that. Um, discomfort leads to growth. We've talked about that, which means every single day that we are able to handle this, we're growing. And oh man, there's a great, great Instagram account. I think it's called Caring Parent or Caring Dad or the, the Caring Dad or something. It's wonderful. And Let this quote sink in with you. Parenting's only hard if you're being a good parent. That is like ear butter. Parenting's only hard if you're being or trying to be a good parent. You want the best. You want to shatter previous stereotypes of parenting and you want your children to be learning and evolving and and playing and it's I, I love that quote so much because it allows me to recenter as well. And sometimes we need that and and you know as we're going through these micro battles with with our toddlers, with our infants, with you know anyone under under your wing or under your arm, You know, there, there are times that you pick and choose your spots. And I think you need to know what pushes your buttons, know what your non-negotiables are, and then go in with a plan, trying to allow them to understand their behaviors and then getting on their level and putting yourselves in your, in their shoes as best as you can in that moment to help them see what they can do versus just. Going off your own ego and your own frustration, and just saying no, you can't do this, you can't do that, you shouldn't be doing this. You sh- you should be sharing. You have to share this. You have to say thank you. You you have to say please. And it's it's you have to help them get there. Be the mentor. Be the teacher. Be the parent that they're hoping for, but don't know what that is just yet. And then slowly but surely, it's like. Andy Dufresne getting out of Shawshank slowly, but surely with pressure and time, you just keep chipping away. And then these little things are going to start to sink in. And I mentioned this, I mentioned this on a previous episode, but there are teachings from adults and coaches and my parents and people in my life that it took decades for the lesson to sink in. And the toughest part about our culture today is that we expect the message to land immediately. We expect it to be impactful immediately and we expect it to change that person's life forever. And that's just simply not how humans were designed to obtain and retain information. And we only use that information when it becomes directly relevant to us. So all you can do is keep, drilling and hammering the point home until it either becomes a habit or it becomes something that they learn from down the road and i'm a i'm an instant gratification guy i i'm not even going to sugarcoat it i i love when i see instant results and it's it's one of the hardest things about being a parent in today's day and age in my mind is you just don't get those instantaneous results some you know sometimes you'll you'll make a recommendations hey remember when your friend shared this toy with us and it made you happy how about we try sharing this toy with this person and we see how happy it makes them then they hand the toy over and you praise them for that and it feels like an immense win in that moment but that comes from multiple Dozens and dozens of failed attempts. They're just it, that. At that point, it's starting to sink in that if I share this, it will lead to this person being happy, and it's going to make me happy to see them happy. And so, the the more I've mentally gone into it, I realize that redirections might be palatable for our immediate and instant gratification. Oh, I. I was able to have them put this toy away rather than spill out all the rest of their toys and you know cause cause mayhem for me to clean up. Well, what if they knock over all that toys and then they realize that their paintbrush fell and they pick up that paintbrush and they want to paint and then you get their paints out for them and they all of a sudden get really into art and really into activating the creative side of their brain because they knocked that thing over and they saw the paintbrush again, right? You can, you can look at this any other ways, but ultimately a redirect feels pretty selfish and self-serving to the parent in terms of, you know, in many cases, if it's not imminent danger or harm to someone else, Let them do their thing. Let them experience their failures and learn from it and learn what they can do after the fact rather than just shut it down immediately because the ripple effect and the compound effect of it is unbeknownst if you just squash it out of the gate, right? So what's the the synopsis here? I think redirections have their place when it comes to imminent danger, harm, and you know the moral right and wrong i think that we need to let our kids fail and make more mistakes and argue with other kids more and just learn by doing and and then use that moment as a teachable moment about what they can do and i'm i'm not saying i do this every single time but i'm trying i'm i'm putting myself and my family under the microscope on a daily basis and trying to figure out what it means to be a father to these kids every single day and that is powerful for me and for them and I know that I know that I'm headed down a good path it's 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 gonna be strange looking at these episodes when, You know, kiddos are thirteen, then eighteen, then twenty-one, then twenty-five, then thirty, and either seeing how right they were or how wrong they were. But I'm trying right now. I'm trying real hard to be to be a present and active and caring and nurturing and mentoring father. And I think as long as you're doing the best you can on any given day. You're absolutely doing it right. But just don't be afraid to revisit and don't get too stuck into a comfort routine just because it's more convenient for you. And, um, you know, it, you might be squashing something that you don't even realize in your child, right? I like that. I like this episode. What do you think? Some of your thoughts thedilfshow at gmail.com. Hit me up on all the socials at the Dilf Show. Uh, We got the YouTube channel um, I think AJ Christ 84 is my YouTube handle. I upload, I upload all the episodes. I'm I'm a little bit behind, but I will get them uploaded. Share everything you got with me. I want to hear more topics. I want to hear more things that you're curious about and, um, share your wins as your parent, as a parent, let us know what, what's going on. Cool. In your parent, in, in your kids' lives. And how have you, how have you contributed to that? How have you learned from your failures to be a better parent, you know, that next day, that next hour, that next minute. All right. Andy Christopher, the DILF signing off for this week. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it.